Hello and welcome to today's edition of the Scouting Report. NFL scouts are getting on the road this week to head out to college camp, so make sure you check out both parts one and two of our Wednesday special on what it takes to be an area scout. A great behind-the-scenes look at what these road scouts will be doing over the next few months. You can find that there with all our episodes on iTunes and Podbean, or head over to Twitter and find me at RightStepADV for all the content. On this week's Wednesday special, we will be answering your questions, so if you have anything that you want to know about the scouting world, head over to RightStepADV and leave me a comment. Let me know what you want to hear, or you can head over to the website, rsafootball.com. Send me a message there. As always, like, subscribe, and share this podcast. But with that, let's jump into our player today. Today we will be be looking at offensive tackle Jordan McFadden. Player out of Clemson, wears number 71, aligns at left offensive tackle for them. A three-star recruit out of Dorman High School in Roebuck, South Carolina. Was largely an ACC-dominated recruiting group with schools like UNC, Virginia Tech, and Duke in the mix. Throw in the school like Michigan State there. He was well-known nationally. Jordan had committed to Virginia Tech in July of 2017. Uh, Just a few weeks later, he got that offer from Clemson, and uh, he later decommitted in December, and after that, signed his letter of intent. Along with football, Jordan was a basketballer in high school. NFL teams and scouts do love to see multiple sports in the background, especially at positions where there are transferable traits. Uh, Offensive line and basketball, those traits do translate over. We will talk more about the question of multi-sport athletes tomorrow on the Wednesday special. Back to Jordan. After enrolling at Clemson in 2018, he played in just three games, used his developmental redshirt, was listed as 6'2", 300-pound recruit, which isn't real different from uh, what he is listed even now, a few years later. But you could fully expect some body reshaping to happen during that season as you know he continues to grow, mature, again, trim down on the fat, get a little bit stronger with muscle. So I'm sure that was happening that year. 2019, he played 315 snaps across 14 games, was really a primary backup offensive lineman at tackle. Uh, in 2020, Jordan became the starting right offensive tackle where he played in all 12 games. In 2021, he was honored as a second-team All-ACC tackle, playing in all 13 games, saw 872 total offensive snaps. 2022 will be his fifth year, and he will have expectations of being a polished and consistent player, both for Clemson this year, but for all NFL scouts. He's got 25 starts, 42 games played already under his belt. Um, Again, that seasoned player, he's going to be, you know, just expected to be a little bit more ready to go than some offensive linemen you might find. Now, his frame will tell you that many teams will look at him as an interior player. Again, just, you know, listed about six foot two, probably just over six two, three hundred five 305 pounds, according to what scouts got measured. 33 and three quarters inch arms. That is a good number, you know, good range as an offensive tackle. If you get a guard with that length, that is very good. That's what you'd like to see. So um, again, it's gonna allow there to be some versatility in the conversation we have about him. So let's take a look at big number 71 on film. 
First, let's take a look at his strengths. This is a big man with good strength. He can move defenders inside. He's work when he's working on the move. He can, you know, move linebackers off the spot very well. He's got punch. He's got finish. He's got some nasty to him. You do see him, you know, continue to move guys off the spot, put them into the ground. Again, nothing crazy over the top. He's not going to be a guy you put on nasty, you know, teaching tape for. But um, he does a good job finishing plays. He rarely allows his defender to make the play, which is good. With that strength, he can create some movement in the line of scrimmage with defensive ends, defensive tackles, working down blocks, working in combos, so this strength is very good. He also uh, is going to be able to function in a zone scheme. Again, you kick him inside to guard, it's going to show up well. If you kick him to maybe right offensive tackle, again, it's going to show up at a good level. Uh, but again, he's got good feet. He plays a little bit high on the move. Again, one of those things that you see with, you know, players that uh, maybe struggle a little bit more staying down is just their ability to sustain on the move. But he's going to be able to do it. He's going to find a way, again, with how technical he is with his hands, with his feet. Again, he knows the position. He's going to find a way to get it done. Again, experience at left offensive tackle, right offensive tackle. Again, he's seen the world from the outside. Um, it, which is, again, there's a lot of space out there. There's you know, extra things you have to pick up, vision with your eyes. you got to listen out there. All those things will set him up well as a flex player. So teams are going to have great conversations on this player, whether right offensive tackle, left offensive tackle, guard, left guard, right guard. Again, going to be some really fun conversations for, for this player, and it should set him up well as a player that they view with flexibility. Clean and technical. Again, this is a guy, he's experienced, he is... Uh, clean and technical with his hands. He does things the right way. There is not a lot of extra movement with his hands. He doesn't do things just to do things. There's a reason he punches, reason he sets up his hands in certain places, certain when he moves his feet, when he moves his hips. Again, he is clean, technical, does things the right way. That really shows up on Tate. It's just a you know, nice, clean, consistent, efficient film for him. Kicking it over to the other side, weaknesses. Again, you look at this player, you look at him on film, you look at him on the hoof, he's not likely an offensive tackle body. Again, the 33 and three quarter inch arms, that shows up well, but again, this is a bigger barrel chested, bigger upper body, again, thick through the hips, thick through the legs, a little bit bigger feet. Again, struggles to work back inside versus inside moves with that size and with that frame. But again, doesn't look like an offensive tackle, really a left offensive tackle anyway. So um, with that pass set, he struggles to work back inside versus inside moves. Quick twitch rushers stress him a lot. And I'll say that stress him a lot. They don't give him issues necessarily because of how technical he is. He puts himself in the right position. But you can see the stress level go up. Again, it's, it's a lot of survive with him when he's in those situations where you'd love to see at the college level a lot of the competition these left offensive tackles will face while good if you aren't consistently... Um, under control in a non-stress situation in those blocks it's going to tell you that hey you get to the next level and you know those stress you know levels as the NFL gets tougher will be a little bit tougher so you see the stress with this player when he's out at left tackle in one-on-one pass situ passing situations which um, again is going to be the conversation can he play left tackle in the NFL you, you know, you want to poke holes in again, speed. Speed is not going to be a big part of his game. He's got good short area burst. He's going to be um, a guy that can function to the second level inside, but he's not going to be a big screen guy. He's going to get out and do his best, but the speed running a 40 is not going to be real great for him. Um, not going to be a big sexy mover, but he's going to function just fine. So um, what else do we see on film? A left offense tackle, 
likely not going to be asked to play left offensive tackle in the NFL. Again, I see a conversion player either kicking down to guard that is going to be a plug-and-play right-away guy. Um, again, if I was writing a report for an NFL team, most NFL teams, NFL teams that I've talked to, um, again, you're putting this guy at guard thinking like that is where his highest upside is going to be. He is going to be the best version of himself, the best Jordan McFadden. If you kick him down, play guard, he's going to end up in those top conversations. Big, thick frame. He looks like an offensive guard. Again, moves like an offensive guard. Again, it looks like an offensive guard. Moves like an offensive guard. Might be an offensive guard. Surprising to me as I was looking through his past film, especially as a backup, he's never actually put snaps at offensive guard on film. And you're talking his you know, first couple years on, on campus at Clemson. I'm sure he repped there. I have to imagine he took some snaps inside, but again, they wanted to keep him at tackle, and hey, that's fine. He's functioning there just fine. Again, he's a good athlete, big feet, thick body, good length, comes downhill at defenders, gets his hands on, is technical um, with his hands and hips. He knows his speed limitations. He knows who he is. He works good angles to ensure he makes the blocks. If he has to be a little bit deeper, a little more shallow, make sure he can set himself up to make sure he makes the block. He works in zone scheme well to seal and move defenders. He's on point with his guy, rarely makes the play, which is always what you want to see. His guy is not going to make the play. Like I said, can work to the second level. He opens up lanes, has some nasty in his finish. He gets his hands on. He's going to move people. Uh, as we get down to his pass set now, his pass set, he works very hard to get vertical and stay square, which is really good. You can see how much time he spent on it. He knows he's got to be right that in that position. He has good hands, does well to punch and sit down. You don't see this player getting driven back to the quarterback into the pocket real often. When he struggles and where he does get exposed is when working back to the inside versus the twitchy and change of direction, inside move type rushers. Again, you're going to see those guys weekly in the NFL, which is, again, where this guy might struggle a little bit he can get back and win versus most speed rushers on speed games again he's, he's going to run him by he's going to use the length use the side to run him past the pocket when he gets his hands on he does lock guys up when they plant work back inside again that's where you see the stress level go up you see him surviving may get away with a hold here or there uses his hips uses his hands to you know maintain the inside of the pocket but again it's going to create just a little more stress there than you want uh, working to mirror and match rushers in space on the outside. Again, that's always going to be a challenge. There are players that have done it, continue to do it in the NFL, but sticking, sticking him down inside at guard is, again, going to get the most out of him. Um, and again, it always comes back to me for this player, just technical, clean hands. Um, after doing a study on Rayshon Slater a couple years ago, and he, he, he's not on Rayshon's level. Rayshon was the most technical offensive lineman that I think I've ever done. Um, but this guy, again, when you're talking about efficient, clean, does his job the right way, um, rarely looks like he's fighting technique against Jordan all day long. So, who are a few player comparisons? This was interesting because, uh, you know, there, it actually ended up that Michigan had a couple guys, and then we'll kind of go through a few more that maybe fit the athletic mold uh, but are, you know, functioning at right tackle. So Jalen Mayfield, right offensive tackle at Michigan, um, immediately kicked into guard with the Falcons, was a third-round pick of the Falcons. Now, Jalen, better overall athlete. He's a little bit quicker twitch. A um, little bit better feet, but you flip it on the other side, Jordan is a much stronger player, much more technical, who also plays harder than Jalen. 
Um, Jordan has better arm length than Jalen, which helps cover you know some of the issues as well. But Jalen stepped in, had a rough first year, um, but is expected to still be a long-term starting guard on the inside. You talk about guys that you know have the pedigree, have the athleticism enough to do it, and um, have the traits to do it. Similar players. Another Michigan man is Michael Onwenu. Mike was a guard at Michigan that played both guard and right tackle for the Patriots as a sixth round pick. Uh, Mike is a massive man. I believe he was tipping the scales around 350, has a frame a little bit more like Jordan's was. Big upper body, big barrel chest, um, thick through the hips. Um, but Mike has continued to take the steps, trim down the body, um, has the length, has the know-how, has good feet. Um, for their size, know how to function. Again, they're get it done type of guys. Not gonna be sexy teach tape all the time, but they just flat get it done, get blocks made, and um, have the strength to win when they get their hands on. So you wanna look at other guys that have made a career of playing right offensive tackle with what I would say would be equal to, you could even argue lesser athleticism than what we see with Jordan is guys like Rob Havenstein uh, out of Wisconsin. He plays, uh, has played right tackle for a long time. Again, I think Jordan is a better athlete, more versatile, has better length than Rob, but Rob's made a career out of it. Chooks Okorafor, uh, I believe he was a Western Michigan man playing for Pittsburgh. Again, um, similar frame, similar makeup, has you know survived at right tackle. And then a guy like Morgan Moses, who has you know, bounced around, been here, been there. Um, again, just fits a similar mold, but have found a way to make it outside as an offensive tackle. So, where do I ultimately see this player in the NFL? That's going to be a great question. I think a lot of teams will have a lot of opinions on this guy. I think he's going to be on most boards a right tackle or an offensive guard. What I see is a very good offensive guard in the NFL or a solid, good starting right offensive tackle. Again, for me, he ultimately lacks some of the movement and protection that you want to see from an ideal tackle. There are offensive tackles both on the left and right side in the NFL that are similar level athletes to Jordan, but teams with those players, I can promise you, especially left tackles, they're looking to upgrade that position. So you want to put this guy where he's going to thrive, where you're going to have your best spot, you know, best player in the best spot. If you have to kick him out out of team need, then you know so be it. But you're going to draft this player, put him in the best spot. I think that's going to be guard. But you decide to kick him out to the right side, see how quickly he can make the move. Again, flipping everything over. He's played right tackle. He could step in there and play right away. If you're a team that um, has a need there, he could step and fill it right away. Um, I think you have a mid to upper level starting right offensive tackle in your first couple of years. This guy's going to step in and be able to do it. Again, the technicality he showed to the left side. He's played a full season of snaps at the right side. It should be natural coming back to him. Again, you'll be comfortable lining this guy up in most offensive schemes on that right side as well. If you do choose to kick him inside to guard, you've got a player that could ascend, get into the conversation as one of the better NFL guards in the NFL. Again, you start talking about your Quentin Nelsons um, of the NFL. This guy is not that level in terms of the explosion and movement. But this guy, again, when you when you talk about what does an offensive lineman need to do, make his block, not get the quarterback hit, open up lanes, again, that guy's going to do it. It's not going to be sexy. It's not going to be some of the highlight stuff you see from Quentin Nelson, but this guy's flat, going to get it done every play. That's something that you want. Um, the tech technical acumen he already shows should translate well inside so i think this player is going to get his name called on day two of the nfl draft i see an early third round player that with another good season at clemson and a good pre-draft process through you know january to april he could you know flirt with late first round 
Jordan, good luck, man. Have a great year. Get yourself called in the first round. Have a great year and go out and get it done for, for your Clemson teammates there. So, fun offensive lineman to watch. Always enjoy the offensive lineman. You win football in the trenches. I firmly believe that. So getting those positions right is essential. That does it for this episode. Tune in Thursday for our edge rusher, Will McDonald from Iowa State. Again, my personal favorite position to watch is anybody on the D-line, so it's going to be a fun study to watch. Of course, like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Continue to get the word out on it. Tomorrow on our Wednesday special, I will be answering your questions, so head over to Right Step ADV on Twitter. Let me know what you want to hear. NFL camps are kicking up, college camps are getting rolling, so get out there, put some film on, and keep scouting.